الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا سبلنا وما لنا الا نتوكل على الله وقد هدانا سبلنا ولا نصبرن على ما اذيتمونا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله اذا قضى امرا فانما يقول له كن فيكون وهو القاهر فوق عباده والله بكل شيء محيط يعلم خائنه الاعين وما تخفي الصدور يعلم السر واخفى واشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا وامامنا وهادينا وولي امرنا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم عبده ورسوله محمد رسول الله والذين معه الشداء على الكفار رحماء بينهم من يطع الله ورسوله واولي الامر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله واولي الامر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون احسنه dear committed muslims brothers and sisters on as-sirat al-mustaqim what has happened in the past week or so deserves our immediate attention before we try to dissect this whole issue let us thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given us the freedom of conscience and the freedom to decide for ourselves faman sha'a falyu'min wa man sha'a falyakfur 
This freedom that is guaranteed to us by Allah Jalla wa'ala has made some of us very committed to Allah and has made some of us wiggle away from that commitment and has rendered others of us totally irrelevant. All of this is the function of and the result of our God-guaranteed freedom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا إِكْرَاهَ فِي الدِّينِ قَدْ تَبَيَّنَ الرُّشْدُ مِنَ الْغَيْرِ There can be no one who can force anyone else to be committed to this deen of Allah and that is by Allah's words. وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ That ayah was in Surah Al-Baqarah. This ayah is in Surah Al-Kahf. وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ Say, truth and justice is from your sustainer. Therefore, whoever wants to commit themselves to Allah, his power and authority may do so. And whoever wants to deny Allah and his authority and power may do so. Another ayah in Surah Yunus, In takfuru fa'inna Allah ghaniyun ankum wala yarda li'ibadihi kufr If you are in denial of Allah, his power and authority, Allah doesn't need you. But he's not satisfied with your decision to deny him. Another ayah in Surah Al-Isra, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَكِيلًا Allah is saying to his loved prophet, we haven't sent you as a trustee over them, meaning the rest of the people in Mecca, in Al-Madinah, and in Arabia, and the rest of us everywhere and anywhere. And then we have an ayah, I'm sorry, the ayah that says, In takfuru fa'inna allaha ghaniyun ankum wala yarda li'ibadihi al-kufr That ayah is in Surah Az-Zumar. This ayah is in Surah Yunus. وَلَوْ شَاءَ رَبُّكَ لَآمَنَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ كُلُّهُمْ جَمِيعًا أَفَأَنْتَ تُكْرِهُ النَّاسَ حَتَّى يَكُونُوا مُؤْمِنِينَ this ayah means though Allah wanted everyone, everywhere, all the time, without any exception, would have committed to Allah. وَلَوْ شَاءَ رَبُّكْ لَآمَنَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ كُلُّهُمْ جَمِيعًا أَفَأَنْتَ تُكْرِهُ النَّاسَ حَتَّى يَكُونُوا مُؤْمِنِينَ Allah is saying to his prophet, are you forcing people to commit themselves to Allah? This is the freedom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Now, 
Of course, there are consequences to our choices. Those who decide to commit to Allah, there are consequences. Those who decide to de deny Allah, there are consequences. Let us visit a little of our groundbreaking history in the time of Allah's Prophet. When the Prophet of Allah was forced to leave Mecca, the forces out there that want to kill Allah's people, they are a constant force in history. They want to kill prophets, they want to kill messengers, they want to kill imams, they want to kill khulafa, they want to kill awliya, they want to kill al-amirina bil-qis, they want to kill al-salihin, all of these types of outfits and individuals, they are a constant in history. So when Allah's Prophet left Mecca, forced out, with his companion Abu Bakr, they took a certain route that brought them in order for them to evade the posse that was out to get them they went into a cavern a cave and they were hiding there Allah's Prophet and his friend and companion were hiding from the forces of evil that didn't that didn't demean our prophet they didn't say something is wrong with them and then i want you to pay attention to this because it sort of goes unnoticed i think you've you know what the territory i'm going to cover but you probably don't know the observation that i'm going to announce these deniers of Allah were approaching and Abu Bakr was afraid in a sense he wasn't afraid in the cowardly sense he was keen on the safety of the Prophet unfortunately also I have to say to you brothers and sisters those of you who, who have not visited the literature and the books history books or other books on this some, some some Muslims deny that even Abu Bakr was with him and then some other Muslims deny that this little conversation took place between both of them and there's an ayah in the Quran that speaks to this particular development the Abu Bakr says to the Prophet in a, in a whispering pitch of voice, he says, if they were to look in our direction, they would see us. What did the, how did the Prophet answer him? He said, 
ما رأيك باثنين الله ثالثهما What do you say about two when Allah is their third? ما رأيك باثنين الله ثالثهما The ayah that speaks about this particular moment in time says لا تحزن إن الله معنا Don't feel aggrieved or sad Don't feel that way Because Allah is with us The subtle issue here is How does Allah describe himself? لا تدركه الأبصار وهو يدرك الأبصار Man's vision cannot apprehend him But he apprehends everyone and their vision etc so the subtle issue that is missing here is if you are before I say this we all know Allah is present wherever we are in whatever condition at whatever time وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُهُ وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ And we have created man and we know his internal thoughts and we are closer to him than his jugular vein or jugular vein. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ And if my servants ask you about me, I am near. So we know this. Allah is with us. He is in us. He is beside us. He is near us. But are we, we know he's with us, but are we with him? If we are with him like the Prophet and Abu Bakr were, at that moment if we were with him we'd know that even if they were to look they could not see so it never happened and this is a function of man's free will what we had happening now we make the transition what we had happening in this past week or two is the following we have an attack upon a combined military base in Iraq combined military base means there were American forces there and there were Iraqi forces there military forces on that base and someone attacked them Up until this very moment, no one has provided, no one, as far as we can tell, no one has provided proof of who 
initiated or who launched that attack that resulted in the death of an American contractor, some Iraqi military officers, some other American personnel. There were no reports of any milita American military casualties. And what happened after that, days after that, the U.S. military conducts a, an air raid on a military base that is hundreds of miles away from where the previous incident occurred. And the result of that, depending on whatever news source you're reading, is 25, 27, or around 30 individuals who were killed on that military base. All of them were Iraqis. Some of them belonged to the Iraqi armed forces. Some of them may have belonged to uh, the popular mobilization forces or units or whatever you want to call them. And then after that, we had what had just happened in the past 24 or 48 hours. And that is another American, as far as the news that is coming across the wires, we don't know if this was a joint operation, meaning the Americans executed it, but they had some type of linkages with the Saudis and the Israelis. And we don't even know if it goes further than that. And they had linkages inside of Iraq or inside of Syria. Because the news is telling us that the arrival of the head of the Quds brigades, the arrival was from Syria. The, la the plane landed in the airport in Baghdad, along with another military leader from Iraq, and the assassination or the targeted killing or the murder or the war crime, depending on your choice of words, occurred there and then. Now let's depart from the script from what we read in the mainstream media and let us let us say that the american head of national security and the american head of the joint chiefs of staff and the canadian defense minister they were murdered in an airport in Canada by drones or helicopters belonging to the Islamic Republic of Iran let's assume for one moment that happened 
what would be the reaction, what would be the outcry, what would be the comments, what would be the other fallout from such a development. Brothers and sisters, this is this development can obviously turn into a trigger for a disaster. A disaster not only for that region of the world, but a disaster for the whole world itself. The first soul-searching question that a person has to ask him or herself is, how did the information leak that made it possible for this development to occur. You need actionable information to do something like that. Where did that actionable information come from? That's a first question that has to be answered. And this type of question forces us to look into the past few days or the past few months or the past few years so that we can realize that it's easy to deal with an obvious enemy but it's not easy to deal with a clandestine enemy and who has the courage to come out and begin to identify the enemy within. And don't tell me that there are not people who are in Iran, in Iraq, in Syria, and especially in the areas adjacent to these areas, like Saudi Arabia and Israel, who were not relieved by this development. If you think that is the case, I don't know, maybe your mind has been dysfunctional for a while. You haven't been living in the real world and witnessing what has been in progress. You know the word munafiq? If we wanted to get into some flavor for the meaning of this word, it is related to the word nafaq. Nafaq is um, a foxhole. In the ground, in which you see the animal, whether it is a fox or another type of animal that appears at two sides of this foxhole giving the impression that he belongs to both sides and this is the big mess the big and you can say potentially spreading mess that has been in the works in Iraq 
for the past 15 plus years. Big mess that no one wants to touch. No one wants to speak about. These people in Iraq who have been playing people meaning officials, decision makers, diplomats, politicians who have been making statements to satisfy their masters in Washington and their masters in Tehran. Both ways. They've been playing it both ways. And for 15 years, there has been a cumulative silence about this. Where do you want to go with your silence? When there's an individual who wants to shed light on the events such as these that have been trailing themselves throughout the years, they say, oh no, this person is too radical. He's an extremist. And their own mouths, they say, we want moderate Muslims. We want moderate Islam. And you listen. And no one speaks up. There's no Abu Dhar in today's world. No one speaks up. You're silent. You go to their functions. You attend their programs. You endorse their activities. You are part of the crime. And it's not easy to say this. No one says this comfortably. But it's the fact and it is reality. And if I am wrong, I defy anyone who listens to this to correct me. I'm not infallible. I'm a human just like you are. The difference is some humans can speak truth to injustice and others remain silent or they hide behind their taqiyya. They think that they are outfoxing the devil or they excuse themselves under the banner of sectarianism. Now we excuse ourselves. They have nothing to do with all of this. And these voices are becoming louder and louder decade after decade and generation after generation. If this continues like this, there will be other shuhada, there will be other martyrs. And if you continue to be silent or passive or indifferent to all of this, you will be on the wrong side of this whole issue. And I don't care how you perform your prayers. I don't care what masjid you go to. This doesn't matter. What matters is you have compromised the issue of justice which is at the core of what Islam is all about. 
and the martyrdom that has taken place in these past 48 hours that martyrdom is a testimony against all of you who have been absent from reality and if further shuhada follow in the coming weeks or years if further shuhada follow it would be further testimony against who you are and don't think just because you say in your in your adhan ashhadu anna aliyan waliyullah don't think just because when you pray you put your hands to your side somehow you've become something special in the world it's the same people who say ashhadu anna aliyan waliyullah and they pray like you pray and they go to the programs that you go to and they do all of this who have contributed to the bloodshed of these past couple of weeks and there's more to come I'm afraid to say there is more to come if you continue down this dead end that you are traveling to as far as this person in the White House is concerned You can you can fill in the blanks. What did you do, Mr. Trump? You got on the phone? Or you contacted your financiers? Sheldon Adelson and the rest of the Zionist crowd? And also the Israelis and the Saudis? And what are you saying to them? Look, you wanted me to take action, I've taken action. You want us to take more action, we will take more action. Because he wants to get re-elected. He wants to spill blood and potentially begin a war to secure his re-election come November. They don't want Muslims to speak. Everyone can speak about these issues. Everyone. When it comes to Muslims, oh no. Please don't speak about, because if you speak about these issues, you are revolutionaries. If you speak about these issues, you are radicals. If you speak about these issues, you are extremists. What are we going to do? You want to go down? The wars are against us everywhere in the world and we want to remain we want to kill ourselves with our own silence in addition to their bullets and bombs we add our silence to that can't you see what you are doing some of you showed up here today who didn't come for years maybe out of a of your conscience I don't know Allahu A'lam where have you been and where are the others who, who, who care not to show up when you can't you can't defend your own right this is a simple issue 
This is a Jumu'ah, these are Salah, that's a Masjid, we are Muslims. And someone comes and tells you, oh no, you can't come to the Masjid. We, I heard this many years ago from influential individuals in our community in this area and from officials from the Islamic Republic of Iran. They both speak with the same tone and language. So what are you doing praying? What are you doing praying in the street? Stop it! I never knew that one day the policies of the Islamic Republic of Iran are going to be an echo of the policies of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We thought at the beginning the Saudis are banning us from praying in the masjid. And it happens that there are politicians in the Islamic Republic of Iran who also want us to disappear. You see how all of the pieces begin to fall together? What do you want to do? Are you people of principle? Are you people seeking justice? Or are you playing games? What are you doing? There are consequences, as was stated at the beginning of this khutbah. There are consequences for being committed to Allah. And there are consequences of being in denial of Allah. And there are consequences for those who want everyone to believe that they are committed to Allah when they meet the, those who are committed to Him. وَإِذَا لَقُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قَالُوا آمَنَّا وَإِذَا خَلَوْا إِلَى شَيَاطِينِهِمْ قَالُوا إِنَّا مَعَكُمْ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ مُسْتَهْزِئُونَ If they meet the committed Muslims, they say, but we are with you. And then when they are in, in the seclusion, when they are in seclusion with their demons, they say, but we are with you. We were only joking. We were only jesting when, when we were speaking to the committed Muslims. This practically, this sentence from the Quran practically rounds up the whole Iraqi issue. There has to be an in-house cleaning. You have to look in the mirror, look at yourself, Say, where do you stand? Allah has given you time. He has given you responsibility. And what are you doing? Hiding. Avoiding the issues. How, for how long? We're on our way to Allah. What's left? A few months, a few years, a couple of decades, and we're gone. Can't you think? Can't you prepare yourself? يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَيَسْتَبِشِرُونَ بِالَّذِينَ لَمْ يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ مِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ أَلَّا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أدعوه سبحانه وأنتم على يقين بالإجابة
الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وصلى الله وسلم على المبعوث خيرا ورحمة وهدى لكافة الأمم محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear brothers and sisters, committed Muslims I astaghfirullah from the usage of the word that refers to a self I cannot sometimes avoid mentioning certain things and on an occasion like this I am forced to say what I would otherwise not say it is obvious it should be obvious now Of course, it's become obvious to me for some time, but it should become obvious more and more to the average observer that there is a a dichotomy of sorts in the Islamic Republic of Iran. I'm not the first to say this, and I don't think I'm going to be the last to. And I say it out of concern and out of compassion. People may say the same thing, but they say it out of rancor and out of hate. I don't say it like that. What do you say about a government, an Islamic government, with all of its fumbling and all of its zigzagging, especially through its diplomatic core? It's still an Islamic effort that has to be preserved by all means. And preserving it is not going to be by our silence. That's not the way it's done. When we see a mistake, when we see a deviation, we have to point it out. We can be patient with it for some time. We can live with it for some time. But there comes a time when enough is enough. And so what do you say about departments of that government wanting something to happen And other departments of that same government, they don't want that to happen. They're working against each other. They're supposed to belong to the same effort. I can give examples, but I will withhold without giving any examples. Now we turn to the Saudis. We know in the past few weeks there has been intense contact between Saudi sellouts officials 
royals on one side and Ansarullah in Yemen and the Islamic Republic in Iran on the other side. It's been going on. That's why you've noticed a lull at the war front in Yemen and the propaganda front in Iran. There's been a lull as if there's hope that we can reach an agreement with these shayateen in the Saudi kingdom. We don't know. I mean, people, they don't read history. They don't learn from the past. Forget about 1,400 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. You don't know what was done. I've I've heard this from... I'm not going to name any. I'm not going to name the person or the individuals. Some of them, at least one of them, lives here in the Washington, D.C. area, not to be seen, not to be heard of, who said to me personally, I heard this with my own ears, over 30 years ago, you want that? You want that? Around 30 years ago, he said, what is all of this Islamic revolution about? Why are we learning Arabic? We meaning the Iranians. Why are we learning Arabic? We should be learning German and French and English, etc. I'm listening. This is a graduate of the Hausa. This is a person who was at the war front. And right now he's a shadow figure behind the scenes. Other individuals now who are under house arrest, one of them is under house arrest in Tehran. He said, it's why, this was also around 30 years or so ago, give or take. It's not wise for us to have these types of foreign relations with these types of governments, especially the U.S., I'm listening. What do you want? What do you want to do? Create an argument, a fight with the person? I was thankful that he was honest and expressed himself. Another one of these individuals in the foreign ministry, I don't want to mention his name. He says, What's all of this about these Arabs? Let us take a turn eastward. Forget that these Arabs even exist. Eastward towards China, towards India, towards Russia. Well, he's, his, his policies are more or less put into motion now. And look what India is doing to its Muslims. Look what China is doing to its Muslims. Look at what Russia is doing to its Muslims. How do you define yourself? We used to think our brothers in Turkey had an identity problem. But we think our brothers in Iran are suffering from an identity crisis. Who are you? To whom do you belong? Where are you going? 
Am I too harsh? Yeah, the Saudi. These same people right now who are in our circles and in our communities, they go to the White House, some of them. Some of them go to the Saudi embassy in the past years. Some of them are meeting behind the scenes with the Zionists and the imperialists. And we turn out to be the oddballs. People who speak truth and are dead serious about justice. Oh no, we are extremists, radicals, revolutionaries, goofballs, etc. That's what they say. You want to go to sleep? Go to their masajid. You want to contribute to further assassinations? Go to their masajid. Some of them even take pilgrims to go to Mecca and Medina every year. They used to be with us. What happened? These are the ones who, are, who have contributed to the potential war that is in the making now. On the wrong side. We wish they contributed to this on the right side. They contributed to it on the wrong side. And we continue. We don't care. If we are with Allah and Allah is with us, مَا رَأْيُكَ بِثْنَيْنَ اللَّهُ ثَالِثُهُمَا لا تحزن إن الله معنا These Saudis, they committed a crime last year or the year before now. They killed one of their own prominent journalists and the whole issue has become hush-hush. Have you seen any interest by those who say that they are spokespersons for Islam and they have an Islamic media, have you seen them dig deep into this issue? Why did the Saudis kill Khashoggi? Who was responsible for this? Was whitewashed. In Saudi Arabia in this past week, one of the teachers they have there in one of the schools in the southwestern region of that kingdom. He, in his classroom, said instead of nasta'inu billah, he said nasta'inu bil-shaytan. We ask, instead of saying we ask Allah for help, he says we ask shaytan for help. And the person is arrested. And the news item is buried. How did he make it through the educational system and become a teacher in one of these schools? They don't want to shed light on this. We don't have satellite TV. We don't have access to the mainstream media. You know, with this entertainment industry that is going on in that kingdom that colonizes Mecca and Medina, the entertainment department, the entertainment ministry, the entertainment corporations, the entertainment finances, they said they, they don't want to observe Christmas and New Year's this year. They don't want to observe that. Why? It's not because they are committed Muslims or they understand what they are doing. No. 
It's because it would have the wrong interpretation. They're going too fast. Give us another five or ten years and then we'll begin to observe Christmas and New Year's. There's nothing wrong with observing Christmas and New Year's. But the type of fanaticism that has been ingrained in those people, they can't do the, the normal thing. You have to give them time to normalize. And then we're going to have the rest of the year coming. We're going to have Valentine's Day. We're going to have Mother's Day. We're going to have LGBT Day. We're going to have other days. And they want to modernize. They want to be acknowledged as being on par with the rest of the Jahili world. This past week, MBS was communicating with Pompeo. And they said that they are, they were, this is the official news, they're discussing issues that have to do with security and stability in the area. Were they discussing an assassination attempt? Were they discussing coordination of their intelligence and their military services for future attacks inside of Iraq? As a result of this snag, in these relationships, a ballistic missile was shot out of Yemen into the kingdom of the royals of Arabia at a military base in which scores of military personnel were either killed or wounded during this past week. Something, of course, you won't hear about in the mainstream media. During the past week, more Around 200 individuals were arrested in Riyadh. Why were they arrested? Because they were not decently dressed. They didn't tell us what that means. Our educated mind would say, well, maybe some women are not wearing the abaa any longer. Or they are not covering their head any longer. Or maybe a man is dressed to look like a woman or something like that. We don't know. What we know for sure is most of those who were arrested were women. And they were arrested because they were not dressed properly. Their words, which means attire that is infringing on al-haya' and now the financial planners in the decrepit kingdom of Arabia are budgeting more than 50% of their income yearly income to go to military affairs what does that tell us? What does that tell you, oh you Muslim? What does it tell you? In the past week, there was a security clash in the eastern part of Saudi Arabia. Two individuals were killed. And the Saudi media said that they were terrorists. The Saudi media says, Al-Ikhwan al-Muslimin are terrorists. The Saudi media says, Ansarullah in Yemen are terrorists. 
The Saudi media says Hezbollah is terrorist. The Saudi media says Shi'is are terrorists. The Saudi media says from time to time, even though they play both sides of it, that the Salafis and Wahhabis are terrorists. There's been much said in the social media because of two individuals who are responsible for Islamic affairs in the kingdom of the Salafi Saudi Arabia and Sudan. These ministers of religious affairs, they don't even know how to write correctly. I would go through the details of the Arabic mistakes that were made by the Minister of Religious Affairs who is from the Sheikh family, that's the family of Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. In one paragraph, the person made eight linguistic mistakes. Now this doesn't come from the Minister of Agriculture or the Minister of Industry, it comes from the Minister of Religious Affairs, which is a no-no. But it's happening. Same thing, the Minister of Religious Affairs in Sudan. He says, a certain ayah is in a certain surah when it is in another surah. وَمَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ أَوْ فَسَادٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا He said, this ayah is located in Surah Al-Baqarah, where in fact it is in Surah Al-Ma'idah. The Minister of Religious Affairs. And then we have in Abu Dhabi, we have a hospital. Look, brothers and sisters, we don't have enough medical care for ourselves. What do you say when you hear that there's a hospital in Abu Dhabi for treating falcons? The bird, the falcon. A hospital for falcons. And then, last but not least, a Saudi woman who made her way to Canada and is living in exile in Canada because she stands for her rights, has become a Christian. And now the whole world has been turned upside down in Saudi Arabia because a Saudi woman from one of the well-known tribes in that country has turned from Islam to Christianity and she said in her social media communication I can't remember whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever she said Yeshua Rabbi which means Jesus is my Lord and everyone is what's wrong with that we said at the beginning that Allah has given people the freedom to commit themselves to Him or not. She chose not to. They are incensed because one of them, the type of mistreatment that women get in that kingdom forces some of them to renounce their Islam because they find more mercy and more love and more compassion in Christianity. You tell these same people who right now are in a rage because of this, 
you tell them a Muslim has become a Zionist or an imperialist, it doesn't register. They're not moved. Nothing happens. It's normal. This is where our problem is. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'ah wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinabah wa la taj'alhu multabisan alayna waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhta'na ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد وصل وبارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمركم أن تؤدوا الأمانات إلى أهلها وإذا حكمتم بين الناس أن تحكموا بالعدل إن الله نعم يعظكم به إن الله كان سميعا بصيرا ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة